It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only, call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 93- one three eight one four five six seven or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com we hope you'll take out your bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of god's word on this edition of the virtual bible study and welcome into the virtual bible study we're glad you're a part of it tonight this is the virtual bible study for july 24th 2008 we're live my name is jacob gwynn my father greg gwynn is here hello dad jacob good to be with you on the virtual bible study tonight trying something new we are. We are seen and heard if you're listening to us live right now. You can see us as we're uh, presenting the virtual Bible study tonight. and maybe something that uh, you might benefit from. We're just a little bit better to look at than those bars dancing up and down on your screen. You know, uh, our good friend Jack down in Atlanta, Georgia, emailed me today when he found out we were going to try this. And he said, make sure that the makeup artist does his work before you go on the air. And I, I emailed him back and I said, Jack, you know that we don't believe in modern-day miracles. Uh, the makeup artist won't do us any good. Uh, but uh, we're Well, our tr- resolution is low enough that you shouldn't need makeup tonight. Yeah, yeah we're, we're shooting this out there in low resolution. But actually, we're wanting some feedback. This, I think this procedure that we're trying is going to take some debugging. And so uh, throughout the course of the program, if you want to send us an email, tell us how it's working on your end. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit concerned with people who have a, a slow uh, internet connection, maybe a dial-up connection. Uh, we think that if you're unable to receive the video, you'll still be able to hear the audio. But we want to make sure of that. We don't want to exclude anybody from listening simply because they have a dial-up connection. So if you're on dial-up and you're not able to see the picture, but you're still seeing the audio, or you're still getting the audio, okay, we want to know that. We just like to get some feedback from those of you who are listening live tonight to let us know how this is working. And we hope it will work successfully. If it doesn't, we can go back to the drawing board. We hope it doesn't induce any nausea or uh, (laughs) vomiting, but uh, we hope that you will uh, join in on the discussion tonight. You can let us know your thoughts at 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. Those are the ways you join in. And those are the ways you participate in the virtual Bible study tonight. We have a topic that was really uh, brought to our mind by a couple of listeners, Dad. One of them being in England uh, has uh, wanted to know more about the Old Testament. Yeah, we had we had a, a listener who says he's been listening fairly regularly from the UK, and he had a question about uh, the Old Testament. He said he has not been a Christian for a long time, and that he had a question about how the Old Testament should be viewed. Uh, and how it should be used. Uh, so he wanted some help uh, along that line. I was trying to get his uh, his email to come up there, Jacob, and it's not not working too good for me there. But anyway, uh, the, uh, our listener Paul in the UK had asked for some help on how to properly view uh, the Old Testament and how we should use it. So we, we were interested in talking about this subject for his sake. Uh, it is a worthy subject. I think it's a subject much misunderstood in the religious world. A lot of people do not have a good idea of how they should use the Old Testament and what its value is for us today. So we want to talk about that. We could talk about a lot of misuses. Um, the obvious are dead are those who want to go back to the Old Testament and bind it. The other extreme that's not thought of maybe as, as uh, often is those who 
want to disregard the Old Testament completely. And those are two extremes that are invalid. We want to talk about both of them tonight on the virtual Bible study. We look forward to hearing your thoughts. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. We have a couple of questions before our listeners tonight uh, for their input, Dad, that you've emailed out earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, earlier today to our email list, we sent out two questions. And they're pretty simple ones, but I think important ones. We ask these questions. If you have not responded already, we hope that you'll do so. Question one, should we study the Old Testament? Yes or no? Why or why not? So just simply, is it something that we should spend time with, or should we just ignore the Old Testament altogether? That's question one. Question two is, what study suggestions can you offer to those who complain that the Old Testament is too hard to study and too hard to understand? Um, If we're going to study the Old Testament, some people say, oh, I just don't like to study the Old Testament. I don't understand it all. If that's the case, then we would like to hear from you. Uh, Let us know uh, what you think. Question one, should we study the Old Testament? Question two, what suggestions can you offer to help people when they study the Old Testament? Um, I I think those are good questions, and we think that uh, we can get some good discussion. I'm I'm getting uh, Paul's email up now, Jacob. I couldn't get there for a minute. Um, He says, a question for for your show. I struggle with the Old Testament. What's the best way to approach it? I have not been a Christian for very long, since April of 2007, uh, baptized uh, uh, recently. I So I mostly read the New Testament, he says. So he wants to know how to understand the Old Testament. Um, so we want to say, again, again, some instant feedback from Cookville, Tennessee, says it's coming in good, Jacob, and in Florida. And our friend Nick in Jennings, Florida, says they're seeing us okay down there, so maybe we're getting out there. All right. Well, we'd like to hear your thoughts on the subject tonight. Are, what about the Old Testament? Should we study the Old Testament? And is it something that's too hard to understand? Let us know your thoughts at 877-381-4567-questions at collegeu.com. Jacob, uh, another thing that prompted us to want to talk about the Old Testament is a uh, an article that was in uh, this this comes from the Orlando Sentinel and I don't know where they picked that up from it doesn't say exactly uh anyway the Orlando Sentinel in Florida had an article talking about an upcoming PBS documentary that's supposed to air uh in November it's a Nova program it will air November 18th um and it says uh, it challenges the Bible stories if you want to read them literally, and, and it will disturb many people. It explains how and why these stories ever came to be told in the first place and how and why they were written down. Uh, the program says the Bible was written in the 6th century B.C. and that hundreds of authors contributed. At least the first five books of the Bible, it says, come together during the Babylonian exile The program challenges long-held beliefs. Abraham, Sarah, and their offspring probably did not exist, says Carol Myers, a religion professor at Duke University. Quote, these stories are unlikely to represent real historical events, but rather there's some kernel of ancient experience in there which has survived and which helped gives identity to the people at the time the Bible finally took shape centuries and centuries later. She says, now, there is no she says there is no archaeological evidence of the Exodus, um, but it doesn't mean there's no kernel of truth to it. Uh, the The producer of the program says it's extremely shocking to learn that monotheism was a process that took hundreds of years to develop. I was always brought up to believe that the minute Abraham and the patriarchs came on the scene, the Israelites accepted one God, and there was just always one God, and that was it. 
I think people are going to be really stunned to find out that's not so. I don't um, know what the shock is about that. I read that in my Old Testament. Maybe he should read his Old Testament a little bit more. Uh, the Israelites never... Uh, they always struggle with idolatry and uh, and believing yeah. in other false yeah. gods. That's right, exactly right. The program con- uh, that contradicts the biblical view, it says that the Israelites came from somewhere else to the land of Canaan. The film shows that they were Canaanites. And so those th- that article, plus the, uh, the, the question from our listener, Paul, in the U.K., has prompted us to say, let's spend some time with the Old Testament tonight. Let's figure out its value to us. And and what we should uh, do to help understand it better. That that PBS special sounds ridiculous on the surface, but there are a lot of people in the religious world today who are holding to just those those concepts. Maybe not as vocal as the PBS documentary is uh, supposedly going to be, but they're holding to these ideas that the book of the Old Testament is a collection of sort of fables and uh, and ideological stories even people who claim to be christians are saying that the account of creation in genesis is sort of sort of made up and you can't rely on it well i think that 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 reporter or 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 the producer of that program and this one that they were quoting from duke university are offering a prejudicial view of the archaeological evidence concerning the old testament let me read you some quotes that i've found over time um for instance, uh, there's just a lot of archaeological discoveries that are confirming the Bible. Uh, for instance, for a long time, it was argued uh, that the Bible couldn't have the first five books of the Old Testament could not have been written by Moses. Uh, the Bible says it was written by Moses, and uh, Jesus even acknowledged that. Uh, one, one critic back over 100 years ago in, in 1892, a critic wrote concerning this, the time of which the pre-Mosaic narratives treat is of sufficient proof of their legendary character. It was a time prior to all knowledge of writing. In other words, more than 100 years ago, they were saying Moses couldn't have been the author of the first five books of the Old Testament. People didn't even know how to write back then. Um in fact, some critics claim that writing was not in common usage till the time of Solomon, but in recent time, archaeological evidence has been discovered that proves that writing was commonly practiced in Moses' day. And, and now here's a quote from an archaeologist who says, quote, that the question should ever have been raised whether Moses could have known how to write appears to us now to be absurd. Uh, that's from a book entitled The Pentateuch and the Haftorahs, Exodus by J.H. Hertz. And so, in other words, here's an example. Critics were saying, that's not true that Moses, that a man named Moses, living in the time that he lived, wrote the Old Testament, or the first five books of the Old Testament, because they didn't even know how to write back then. Now, a little over 100 years later, we're saying, that accusation is so ridiculous. We know so much better now. Archaeology has proved that Certainly men knew how to write in the days of Moses. Here's another example. The Old Testament mentions numerous times a nation of people called the Hittites. For a long time, skeptics said, well, that's proof that the Bible is mythological because there never were any people named the Hittites. But in 1906, archaeologists discovered the capital of the Hittite nation in what is today known as the country of Turkey, and they have discover all kinds of authenticity of the background material of the Old Testament, according to the Bulletin of the American School of Oriental Research. Um, the Egyptian cities of Python, Pythom, 
and Ramesses are described in the Bible as having been built by the Israelites. You can read that in the book of Exodus, chapter 1 through 5. The biblical account tells of Pharaoh's increasing hardness against the slaves, first providing straw for making the bricks, uh, then forcing them to gather stubble for their own bricks, and finally requiring them to make bricks with no straw whatsoever. All three types of bricks have been found in these ancient cities, and there's numerous other examples. Farrell Jenkins, someone well-known to many of our listeners, uh, has lots of information in his introduction to Christian evidences. Um, finally, just let me, before we get to this break time, Jacob, let me read just some quotes about what archaeological experts have said. Nelson Gluck, a Jewish archaeologist writing in Rivers in the Desert, says, quote, It may be stated categorically that no archaeological discovery has ever controverted a biblical reference. Scores of archaeological findings have been made which confirm in clear outline or exact detail historical statements in the Bible. Uh, McRae, in the book, simply entitled archaeology says quote many a bible uh, excuse me many a biblical statement which has previously been considered to be erroneous or even impossible has thus been shown to be precisely in accord with historical fact um wf albright in return to biblical theology says archaeology had set the bible the whole bible once again at the center of the of history thanks to modern research we now recognize its substantial historicity the narratives of the patriarchs, of Moses and the Exodus, of the conquest of Canaan, of the judges, the monarchy, exile and restoration have all been confirmed and illustrated to an extent that I should have thought impossible 40 years ago. And, and that was written 40 years ago. So this is 80, 80 years ago. Uh, and then um, S.M. Coder wrote in the Bible, Science and Creation, the scriptures name a great many nations, kings, cities, and villages, linking them with specific dates and events during thousands of years without ever making a single error. And so for this NOVA program on PBS to come along and say archaeology is saying that the Old Testament is not true and that it's not historically accurate flies in the face of what seems to be established convention on the part of archaeologists who claim that it is very accurate. So those are just some quotes, and hopefully our, our listeners will remember that when we get to November and we and this this uh, PBS special begins to get a lot of, of airtime. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study continues right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. I'm Greg Gwynn, a host of the Virtual Bible Study. Thanks for joining us for tonight's program. The Virtual Bible Study is presented weekly by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Each week on the Virtual Bible Study, we simply engage in the study of God's Word in an effort to better understand it, better understand how God views us, and better understand what He wants from us in our lives. We're not studying any creeds. We're not studying any books written by men. We're just studying the Bible. And we're trying to study the Bible alone without any of our opinions or wisdom mixed in. We're only interested in what our Creator has revealed to us in his word. We realize that we're fallible and cannot direct our own steps. As a result, what we think or feel doesn't really matter. All that matters is what God has said. So that's what the virtual Bible study is all about. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Thanks again for joining us tonight, and we will hope you'll make plans to join us every Thursday night for the virtual Bible study. Hello, I'm Nick Law from Jennings, Florida. I love to listen to the virtual Bible study and hear God's word talk every Thursday night. 
For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. And welcome back into the virtual Bible study, and we're looking forward to your participation. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. As you can see and hear us if you're listening to us live. Jacob, we got an email from a listener in Pennsylvania says that we are being seen in Pennsylvania. So we appreciate that feedback. Uh, we're asking for some feedback on this new thing that we're trying tonight, uh, trying this uh, audio and video. Uh, let us know how you're, how you're receiving it live. Make sure it's working. Uh, we, we need to debug this thing. So if you can help us do that, I, I'm especially interested in hearing from someone who's got a dial-up connection. If you've got a slow dial-up connection and you typically can only get the, you know, maybe even have some trouble typically streaming the the audio, we think we'll really be ruining you with the video. Unless what we think will happen is you're, uh, that that our server will just exclude you from the video and let you have the audio. That's what we're hoping. That's what we've been told. That's what we've been told. Maybe you can verify that for us. Yeah. So if you are on a slow connection and you're get you're still getting the audio, no problem. Of course, can't see the video. Let us know that we'd like some feedback on that. All right, to the questions that we had before us today. Should we study the Old Testament, yes or no, why or why not? We have an email here. I don't... This wait. is from Roger in, in oh, this London, is Roger. Kentucky. All right. Roger says, yes, to understand what the Hebrew writer meant by a statement in Hebrews 11, verses 39 through 40, and all these, though, uh, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. And so... I think Roger is alluding to the fact there that if you don't have the Old Testament and knowledge of the Old Testament, you can't thoroughly grasp what the New Testament is teaching. I think that's an excellent point. Why should we study the Old Testament? Because there's a whole lot of the New Testament that's just going to go right over your head. If you haven't spent time studying the Old Testament, there's passages like the one that that, uh, Roger mentions there in Hebrews that are not going to make any sense to you at all. Hebrews 11, the whole chapter talks about great characters of faith from Old Testament times and lessons that can be learned from their lives. But we wouldn't even know of them, and we wouldn't know anything about their lives, and it just wouldn't make sense to us uh, if we had not studied and learned those lessons well. So I think that Roger is right on target when he says we need to to study the Old Testament so that important sections of the New Testament can make sense to us. All right. Harv in Pennsylvania says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. When Paul wrote this to Timothy, the Scripture he was referring to was the Old Testament. This instruction was given to a Christian, Timothy, who is not under the Old Covenant. This Scripture alone proves that we could, as a matter of fact, should use the writings written in the Old Testament. I think, so this, is really, that. I think this is a neat point. Let's, let, let me read that. Second Timothy 3, uh, Paul was writing to Timothy, and he says in verse 14, 2 Timothy three fourteen, Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished, unto all good works. Notice, Timothy would have been taught the Old Testament scriptures, but they made him wise unto salvation. He understood about the need for salvation and the things that led up to salvation, which would be offered through the blood of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So uh, 
that text is an important one to say, yes, we need the Old Testament. It makes us wise into the matters of salvation that are discussed in the gospel age. And and there that we can learn things there. They, they are profitable for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The scripture that that text is referring to is Old Testament scripture. And so that's a good passage uh, that Harv has suggested uh, that would help us know why we should study the, the Old Testament. We've got to know it so we can understand the whole scheme of redemption that God has for us. We got an email from our friend Jim in Mount Pleasant. He says he's watching us. And we look better on the radio. You know, we've always thought that, Jacob, that we had faces that were made for radio, but we appreciate. And we may have some problems with it. I think our our video has stalled now, and so you may not be be able to see us now, but we'll uh, continue on. Maybe uh, to your benefit without some video here. Oh, what's uh, are we going to get it restarted? Well, the way it looks right now on my screen is we're stuck on a picture of you in mid sentence, but well, can we can we restart that? Well, we I don't know. We'll we'll kick everybody off if we do. So we may just have to write it like this. Okay. We had an, another email from Ohio saying uh, that they're watching Good Picture on DSL, uh, and uh, someone from Cookville saying the video is stalled, but they still have audio. So. Okay, that's where we're at right now. All right. We have an email from Dallas in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Should we study the Old Testament? Yes, we should study it. Galatians 3, verse 24 says it is our schoolmaster, trainer, tutor until Christ comes, until the New Testament. From it, we learn many valuable lessons regarding how God dealt with man. Does the Lord's Church put too much emphasis on teaching the Old Testament to the determinant of teaching the New Testament? Do our children know Moses, David, Abraham, but not know Christ and the apostles? So I think uh, Dallas is recommending balance teaching. Well, I think we need a balance, absolutely. I mean, we wouldn't study the Old Testament to the exclusion of the New Testament. And there's no way we would want to do that. Uh, so I, I would agree. Uh, and and it would be a shame if people knew the stories of the Old Testament but didn't know, as he says, didn't know about Jesus and the apostles. So we got we got to balance that out. I actually think it's really important, and especially for our young people as they're learning, initially learning their Bible lessons, to try to learn them in the chronology in which they happen. I've, I've always been one worried that when we jump in, uh, jumping around in our Bible curriculums, uh, in, our, in our Bible school classes and so forth, that one day we're studying uh, Moses and the next day we're studying Jesus, and then the, the children get confused that maybe it was baby Jesus who was in the basket in the Nile River that Pharaoh's daughter found. And, I mean, you get the stories all confused. I think there's a, a real value in teaching these lessons chronological, chronologically so that young students, young and old, can learn uh, how to fit all these stories in sort of a, a timeline. All right. Uh, Jim in Mount Pleasant, who is listening to us tonight, should we study the Old Testament? Let the scripture provide the answer for us, he says. For whatsoever things were written aforetime are written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. He references Romans chapter 15, verse 4 there. God says they're provided for us to learn and gain patience and comfort, which strengthens and leads to our hope. That's good enough for me. And excellent passage there. And it, the Bible really does answer the question at hand for us there, Dad, in Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Uh, we can learn from them, and we can gain patience and comfort from them, leading to hope. I think uh, another passage that goes right along with that one, and I think that's a good one, Jim, that you've suggested, and I would add also 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 
uh, verses 11 and 12. Now, all these things happened to them. Talk, and it's been talking about the Old Testament and, the, and God's dealing with the Israelites specifically in the context. Now, all these things happened to them, for example, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. The, the Israelites fell in disobedience to God, and their their story is told for an example to us and for our admonition, and we should learn from that and if and and realize that we could fall too as they did, and so those passages I, I I would have I would suggest if you don't have those written down maybe you want to write them down or mark them in your Bible if you do make marks in your Bible which I think everybody probably should Romans fifteen four and First Corinthians ten verses eleven and twelve are are very important stressing the importance of the Old Testament and studying it and learning its lessons. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com are the ways you join in on the discussion tonight. And we are looking forward to your participation on the virtual Bible study tonight. Patrick in Alabama has written in. He says, should we study the Old Testament? You bet. Studying the Old Testament writings or the Talmud can shed new light on the writings of the New Testament. It can help us to understand the context of the situations in which people lived or wrote in the New Testament era. For example, knowing that when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was actually quoting one of the Psalms. It is easier to understand what he actually meant or realizing that when Paul wrote, there is none righteous, no, not one. It is easier to understand when you realize he was quoting the Old Testament and you can read those passages to better understand what was being conveyed there to shed new light on the meaning of the New Testament passage. Also, the Old Testament is not dead. We may no longer have to sacrifice animals in order to atone for sin, but many teachings, particularly the moral teachings, are still valid today. Usury is still a sin, even though there isn't much mention of it in the New Testament, but it is mentioned frequently in the Old Testament. We have the examples of the lives of both righteous and evil men to learn from. We have the recorded history of God's people, and as God's people, it is our history too, because we also call Abraham our father. God's word is living and active and still relevant today. As it is said, the New Testament is hidden in the Old, and the Old Testament is revealed in the New. And it is also said, ignorance of the Scriptures is ignorance of Christ. Jesus Christ is the Word of God, and knowing the Scriptures, both Old and New Testament writings, helps us to better know our Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's a very thoughtful uh, discussion that Patrick has provided for us there, and I appreciate him uh, including that in our program tonight. You know, we would not even understand some of the principles that are discussed in the New Testament if they weren't explained in the Old Testament. He mentions usury as an example, um, and we, we wouldn't understand God. We wouldn't have a really great picture of God's idea of oppression against the poor. I think that's how I would probably generalize that. But in the Old Testament, there's a lot said about oppressing the poor, and we learn how God views that. Now, we don't live under that law, but we save the, serve the same God who has not changed his opinion on moral issues like oppressing the poor, uh, murder, um, um, thievery, ad- adultery, and so forth. So God's view uh, about moral issues, he hasn't changed his view. Now, our law is different. We serve under a different law, but we serve the same God who has the same characteristics and his general outlook on such questions we understand how he views such questions by some of the information supplied in the old testament some of the things have changed he allowed polygamy in the old testament well that's right but i'm just saying but in the old testament adultery was a sin too I right mean, i mean 
the, the definitions the or general the guidelines, concepts are still there. From the general the, concepts, the guidelines. We live in a different law that, as you say, wouldn't wouldn't allow polygamy, and even even the divorce law has changed somewhat. But the idea of taking another man's wife, yeah. God hates divorce. Malachi said in Malachi chapter two. We see how God viewed those things then and understand something about how he would view those things today. All right. 877-381-4567. We appreciate all of those emails. You can email yours at questions at collegeview.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll uh, come back on the other side of the break. I'm going to stop the stream during the break, Dad, and we'll restart the video. And hopefully, if you are listening on the other side, your connection may go away. If it does, just hit the play button, and we'll be right yeah. back. Emphasize that before you shut us off, Jake. That's if, right. If, if it, you're listening live tonight, when, you're, when your uh, connection goes dead, hit the play button on your video. Uh, on, if you're using Windows Video, uh, Windows Media Player, hit your play button again. Or if that doesn't work, uh, turn it, uh, turn the, the media player completely off and restart it and see if you can't get it. So we're going to go away during this break, and we'll be back on the other side, and we'll help you'll be back as well. So hit that play button again if your connection stops. Well, you're listening to the Virtual Bible Study. We'll continue right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break. Hello. Hey, Matt. No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? Oh, I won't be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great, I'll see you there. Being pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd, but don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. You just might find that it's easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College U Church of Christ. Hello, my name is Preston Jackson. I'm from Valdosta, Georgia, and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study on Thursday night. Missed a recent virtual Bible study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website. Now, back to the virtual Bible study. And welcome back into the virtual Bible study. We hope you're still here. We did stop the stream and start it back, but it looks like uh, we are back up and running, and we hope that everything's working fine. The number to call is 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Those are the ways you join in. And we do expect or we do appreciate your participation. This is a listener interactive program in which we benefit from your participation. So we hope you will join us on the virtual Bible study. Tonight. Well, apparently we are back. We've got one listener saying he didn't even have to refresh his media player, just picked up and started running again by itself, which is good to know. Uh, our friend Anthony here in Columbia, Tennessee, says the video feed is working great. I have a really fast connection and it's almost exactly real time. But, yes, he says it is stuck. Now, that was before the break, so hopefully, Anthony, you're started back up again. He answers this first question, should we study the Old Testament, Jacob, by saying we should definitely study the Old Testament. The law, the old law was a schoolmaster to bring those unto Christ, and he references Galatians chapter 3, I think a really good passage. Another one you need to mark in your Bibles, Galatians chapter 3, verses 24 and 25, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. We're going to emphasize that second verse there more as we get into our study here about the idea that uh, it's not our law any longer. And that's that would be one of the main passages that I would use to say it's very valuable for study, but it's not for our law today. So I think uh, Anthony's point is is on target. And we appreciate that. Um, 
again, keep sending us uh, some feedback. Pennsylvania says they see us again. Uh, Ohio says they see us again, Jacob. Um, one local listener here in, in uh, Middle Tennessee says when he got the video, he lost the audio. So maybe some a slow connection. And uh, here's uh, Sherry. Man, Sherry, we haven't heard from you in a long time. Sherry's our friend. I think she's in Texas now. Used to be in Louisiana. The video restarted instantly. Cool. Even on a Mac. Way cool. So thanks, Sherry, for your feedback. Good to hear from you. All right. We'd like to hear from you along the lines of our subject tonight. What about the Old Testament? Should we study it? I think the uh, consensus, Dad, is uh, we're in a unanimous decision here that we should study. The Bible very clearly says, you know, Galatians chapter 3 that uh, Anthony referenced, and I think some of our other uh, commenters referenced as well, uh, that the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. That was a discussion directed at the Jews of the day, that it was their schoolmaster. You think it's as Gentiles... 2,000 years after the fact, do you think the law is still our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ? Uh, well, yes, it may be in a different way than the Jews. The Jews who had dealt with it for centuries, uh, and if they had been good students of it all through the centuries, they would have seen they would have seen how that Jesus was on the scene and that the, all of it was being fulfilled and the Messiah was there, the, kingdom, the eternal kingdom of the Lord was to begin. Uh, now, we're looking at it in... In hindsight, they would have been looking at it, you know, as it unfolded. So it's a little different for us, but it is still valuable for us to see how God rolled out his scheme of redemption and how everything. There's really a consistent theme in the Bible. It starts all the way back in Genesis 3, where Adam and Eve committed the first sin. Uh, And so you see the fall of man there. And you see God's plan for bringing man ultimately back into a relationship with him through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. And it's all spelled out throughout the Old Testament. We see the fruition of it in the New Testament. So it is valuable for that. You know, I actually think that it would be difficult to prove the identity of Jesus without the things we learn about him in the Old Testament. Now, certainly there were things that he did, the miracles that he performed and so forth, the resurrection, certainly the ultimate proof of his identity as the son of God. But we need those Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah also. And to see them fulfilled in Jesus is very powerful evidence for our faith. So we need it for that. But I I just want to stress, we're not going to, we're not going to dwell on this too long. We've talked about it plenty of times on the virtual Bible state, but Anthony mentioned Galatians chapter three, verses 24 and 25. And uh, about verse 25, especially that we're not under that schoolmaster any longer. We're no longer under the Old Testament law. And I would add another passage that I think is real powerful along that line. And again, if you don't have this marked in your Bible, this would be a good one to mark. Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Colossians two fourteen through 16. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath day. So it talks about some handwritten ordinances that were nailed to the cross of Jesus, verse 14. And then it explains what it's talking about. It's talking about the law of Moses, which had ordinances concerning meat and drink and holy days and new moons and Sabbath days. And we're not to be judged by those things any longer. We are not under that law anymore. So we would want to stress that for sure. We don't go to the Old Testament for our law. We can't go to the Old Testament to justify our present 
um, religious activities. I'll give you an example of that. When we get into a discussion of instrumental music, which we've had many times on the virtual Bible study, sometimes people will say, well, they used instrumental music in the Old Testament. And we can we can find references to it in the Old Testament. But that doesn't prove what our practice should be today. If we're going to if we're going to use instruments of music today acceptably, we'll have to find authority for it in the New Testament, not in the old. So what we're saying is the, the Old Testament is valuable study, valuable information, but not our law for today. All right. So we should study it. And we need to understand it, Dad. Uh, we also need to understand its relevance to us today and the, the way that it, that it interacts with us today. And then that is that we it teaches us the things that we need to know about God's plan, about how God deals with people. But as the law is concerned, we understand that we're under a new law, a new covenant. Um, after the death of the testator, after the death of Christ, we are now under the new law. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Jay, we've got an email from a listener in Indiana who says, as you have pointed out, the experts of the past are now proved wrong with what we have learned over the last hundred years. One hundred years from now, those living at that time might still learn things that we have yet to discover. The study of history is a must to advance our understanding of the past and also the future to come as we develop it. We are to study continually in order to become more knowledgeable about the scriptures and cultures then and how we are to live today. So we appreciate that comment coming to us from Indiana tonight. All Uh, right. uh, And we got a follow-up email from Jim in Mount Pleasant. He says, what you were just mentioning about Jesus, now go to the opposite direction. How many of the Old Testament characters did Jesus mention, thus proving evidence to their authenticity? He mentions Adam, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, even the widow of Nain. He is the focal point truly as the word was made flesh. I think that's really a great point that Jim's making there. If we if we have the evidence that Jesus is who he claimed to be, you know, we, we often study just the evidence. Is Jesus really the son of God? And we, we look at all the proof, all the evidence that confirms him to be the son of God. As I said earlier, the ultimate proof clearly being his resurrection from the dead. But we look at his miracles and so forth. Now, if we're going to believe that Jesus is the son of God, and I think all the evidence supports that conclusion, then we've also got to believe in all these other characters that he that he gave credibility to as he referenced them in his teaching. So with, with as Jim says in his email, when Jesus references those Old Testament characters, if Jesus is true, they got to be true. I think it's a great point. Right. That's exactly right. If Jesus referenced them, then he says that those characters existed. If you're being truthful, Dad, and you use in your teaching your neighbor, next door neighbor named Bob – then if you're truthful, then you do have a next-door neighbor named Bob. But if you if you don't have a next-door neighbor named Bob, then you're obviously not truthful. Same with Jesus. If Jesus references Noah, then if Jesus is truthful, there really was a Noah. Uh, otherwise, Jesus is a liar. Well, one of the one of the characters that Jesus mentioned that Jim didn't include there in his list was was Jonah. Jesus mentioned Jonah. Therefore, the story of Jonah is not make believe; it's real. If it's not real, then Jesus is a liar. And and so those things fit like a hand in a glove. They they either Jesus is true, and thus those Old Testament stories are true, or Jesus is a liar. You can't. You're gonna have. You're gonna have to decide which way you're gonna go on that. I know which way I'm going. I think. I think I know which way the evidence clearly points. And so we reach that conclusion. All right. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeu dot com. We ready to go on to the second part of our emails tonight? Yeah, I think we probably should. All right. You ask us about the question, 
people say that the Old Testament is too difficult to study, and what, how would you answer that? And we have an email from Roger, again in Kentucky. Uh, what's uh, Your question was, what study suggestions can you offer to those who complain the Old Testament is too hard to study and or understand? Roger says, I would direct them to John 7, verse 17. If anyone, if anyone will... If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking of my on my own authority. Also, in John chapter three verses seventeen through twenty-one, states clearly the difficulty in understanding. It is not because of the seed; it is because of the condition of the soil. So maybe he says we should work on on condition of our soil so we can be able to. Uh, digest those truths a little bit more well i think that's right i think we've got to have a good heart anytime we approach bible study uh but there there are admittedly some difficult sections in the old testament we're not denying that there's some very plain and simple stories of the old testament we teach them to our youngest children in bible classes and we teach them to them in the home and we sing songs about them and uh, you know there, there are some great and precious and very easily understood stories in the old testament there are some some of the prophetic passages of the old testament are harder to understand uh if, but if we have a good heart, as Roger suggests, then we're going to apply ourselves to that, and it can be done. But we, we, need, to, we need to have a heart which doesn't say, it's, it's, it's too difficult, it's too confusing, I'm not even going to deal with it. That's the wrong attitude. We're never going to understand it if we have that attitude. All right. Harv in Pennsylvania says, uh, for those who are complain that the Old Testament is too hard to study and or understand, the problem is not with the Old Testament but with their heart. Jesus spoke of these types of people when he said, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Without the right heart, it is impossible to do anything spiritual and have a good result. Well, again, he's he's making the same point. and But, you know, I would say the same thing about the New Testament. The New Testament is going to be difficult to understand, especially in certain sections, if you don't have a heart dedicated to it and determined and committed to study it, learn it, and, and apply it in your life. So, it, yeah, uh, you got to have your your uh, heart right. And we certainly don't want to be described in the same terms as those of Jesus' day who had ears dull of hearing and, and eyes closed. They were, blind. They, they were blind and their hearts were hardened. And so I think Harv is right in his analysis but there. The, you know, the, the Old Testament is difficult to understand at times. And a lot of history, a lot of things going on that uh, it's 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 more difficult reading than the new testament at times the historical well, I, oh, yeah the, well i actually think the historical stories are very interesting uh, and and we're getting a good email coming up from our uh, from uh, our listener patrick and uh, we want to get to that in a minute but i think the the historical parts of the old testament are are the are interesting study the names sometimes are a little bit you can get but there's a lot of facts there you can get yeah. twisted up if you're not careful i think i think to me the part of the old testament that's harder is reading through all those details of the law uh but I guess the the biggest thing I take out of reading all those details of the law is to be grateful that we don't live under that law anymore and that we have a better system under Christ. I, I learned that by reading those long passages with detailed information about the law. There are some of the prophetic passages of the Old Testament that are harder to understand. I always have to get some help on some of those prophetic passages, but they they have a point as well. Uh, but you got to apply yourself to understand those. So, yeah, there, there's some difficulty. All right, but not necessarily those – Difficulties aren't necessarily a condition of your heart. Uh, the failing to understand and uh, to take the truths out of of the Old Testament that God intends for you to take out of it. 
that could be a condition of your heart where you're yeah, not you're, willing if, to apply right. this not, truth. If you, you if you see those great examples and moral lessons and you're not willing to make application of it, that's really a bad heart. All right. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview.com. We're going to take one more break, and on the other side, we'll continue the discussion. If you haven't joined in yet, send your email or give us a call. Yeah, and during this break, you might want to take time to send us a feedback as to how you're hearing and seeing this new setup on the virtual Bible study. We're very interested in your feedback. If you're having problems, let us know. We've got several positive results, Jacob, and maybe one who's saying he's having trouble getting both audio and video at the same time. Uh, let us know. We need we need your feedback as we try to debug this new system. Take some time to give us a, a, a little story about what you're doing. Stay tuned. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Are you listening? There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. Hello, everyone. I'm Monty, a member of the College View Church of Christ. So you've been hearing all about the College View Church of Christ on the virtual Bible study and are interested in finding out more about the church. But you live hundreds of miles away from Columbia, Tennessee, and can't come and visit with the congregation to find out more. There's no reason to fear. After all, we live in the 21st century. Here's what you can do to find out more about the College View Church of Christ. First, why don't you check out our website while you're listening to the virtual Bible study? You'll find important information about the church there, including bulletin articles there on various subjects and can even listen to sermons that have been presented at the College View Church in the past. Secondly, if you have questions about the church or about any Bible teaching, why don't you send an email to us and let us know how we can help. Send your questions to questions at collegeview.com. That address, once again, is questions at collegeview.com. We can even have a personal Bible study with you over email if you desire. And finally, if you would rather talk with someone in person, give us a call at 931-381-4567. That's 931-381-4567. You can call this number anytime. If you don't get an answer, leave a message and we'll call you back as soon as we can. We're glad you're listening to the Virtual Bible Study and hope to hear from you soon. This is Jared in Warwickshire, England. Listen to the chat from the Virtual Bible Study each Thursday night. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Colossians 3:17. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Virtual Bible Study tonight. We are glad that you are listening to our program tonight as we talk about the Old Testament. And clearly, it is important for us to read the Old Testament, to understand the Old Testament, to understand uh, how we get to where we are today spiritually and to understand more about the nature of God, that, that's one thing we really haven't discussed much, is that uh, we learn how God deals with people in the Old Testament. Not a lot of revelation about that in the New Testament, about God's dealing with people. It is foretold how he will deal with us in the final judgment, but we don't see a lot of that interaction in the New Testament, whereas in the Old Testament we see God does what he says he's going to do, and he punishes those who are evildoers. Exactly right. God is a God of justice, and God is a is a... He's a merciful God. We see him extending his mercy to people again and again in the Old Testament, giving them chance after chance after chance to repent and do right. But we see that he ultimately brings judgments against those who disobey him. That is then the nature of God. That's an important thing to know. For instance, think about the, the, the flood of Noah's day when the entire world was destroyed and every living thing in it, with the exception of Noah and his family and those animals on the ark with him, for anybody today who says God is just too loving a God to ever punish someone, well, you ought to be able to dispel that false notion by simply reading the story of Noah, one of the most familiar stories of the Bible, one that our little children study and understand. And yet 
there are so many people today who think God is just so loving he could never punish anybody. Go back and read your story of Noah. There's a valuable lesson to be learned there in that very familiar Sodom old Testament. and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot's wife. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So I think that's uh I think that's really a good point. All right. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Plenty of time for your phone call tonight. Why not call? on the program tonight and our listeners won't be able to see you when you call so you don't have to worry about that yeah, you don't have like to straighten vi- up your hair or anything just uh, pick it's, up the phone it's not like a video phone no you can see us but but we can't see you all right 877-381-4567 and the email address is still valid questions at collegeview.com we hope you'll use that got email another address. email from jim in mount pleasant who says uh, that he's seeing us again uh maybe need more light in, in the studio you're a little dark on that side uh, we we can fix that pretty quick, I think. All right. I don't know if anybody wants that fix. But that, fix Jim it. might like that. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Jay. Get another one. All right. We have uh, Dallas in uh, Chattanooga. Uh, he says, "Why? what study suggestions can you offer? He says, in my opinion, uh, there are some difficult parts of the law and some easy parts of the Old Testament, some parts of the law, particularly regarding the festivals and some of the prophecies. Uh, the key is to get a good handle on the general principles, then learn more of the specific details, and that's a good principle for any Bible study, Dad, is to get your foundation on those simple principles and then try and use those to help you tackle the more difficult Isn't principles. Isn't that what we do when we're trying to learn anything? Right, in mathematics, I don't, I, you don't start out in, with calculus in kindergarten. Exactly right. All right. Exactly right. Did you get that? That goes no, on. That's that. right. Another yeah. way is to mix up these more difficult areas with easier stories, such as Jonah, David, Esther, Gideon, et cetera. That way you don't get frustrated with uh, one facet. So. Yeah, if, you've, if, if the first thing you want to study in the Old Testament is the book of Zechariah, then you're going to get frustrated real quick and, and, and maybe give up. But if you'll study some of those stories that we love to tell and hear from the Old Testament, it will really help. We got feedback from Jack in Hampshire, Tennessee, who says uh, uh, it's uh, the format looks and sounds great. So great. We're glad you're getting that, Jack. Hope you're feeling better. I heard Jack's been sick, so we hope Jack is doing better. Well, this might set him back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he might get set back by All looking right. at that video. All right, Jim. No, Jack, I hope that doesn't make you sick to your stomach. Uh, that's right. Jim in Mount Pleasant says um, the answer to the question, what study suggestions can you offer? He says a study of types. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24 references figures. Chapter 10, verse 1 references shadows. He says a study of types is all and always a wonderful study. A study of characters, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Joshua, Caleb, Hannah, Ruth, Esther, etc., shows us the type of people that God is pleased with. Knowing that, we can live just as they lived and be pleasing to God. Okay. I love character studies. I think I, I agree with you, Jim. Character studies are great. I think there's so much to learn by the, the, the commendable characters of the Old Testament. There's lessons to be learned from the despicable characters of the Old Testament. Really uh, good to help us know what kind of people uh, are, are the kind of people who seek God. Now, again, we live under a different law than they lived under, but we see what kind of character and heart they had and the kind of character and heart that God admired then is the kind of character and heart that he admires today. I think that's a really good point. The, the figures and shadows of the Old Testament. The Old, te- the Old Testament was figurative, uh, gave a figure of what we now have as reality in the New Testament. That's really an important study. We've been studying here at College View recently the book of Hebrews, and the book of Hebrews really deals with that. Uh, and, again, you couldn't understand that. You couldn't. Un- I don't think you could understand the book of Hebrews hardly at all if you had not spent some time studying in the Old Testament. 
So, uh, yeah, a study of the figures and shadows uh, of the Old Testament, very valuable, I think. Uh, good points, Jim. Um, Anthony here in Columbia has said, I would suggest using good study aids to understand the Old Testament. If one feels he's having a hard time, some of the names and places can get confusing, perhaps. I think that's true. And, you know, something as simple as a Bible timeline could be very helpful if you're having trouble keeping it all straight. That could be helpful. So I think uh, that's a good point, a good suggestion. All right. And I think uh, Patrick makes the same suggestion. He says, now I'm no expert on Bible study, but I do have some suggestions. Different suggestions may work better than others for some people because we have different personalities. My first suggestion is to find a good teacher if you have one available. This may be someone in your congregation who teaches a professor at a college if you have the money or maybe a knowledgeable friend. Or if you have trouble studying alone, you may become involved with a Bible study group. This can help keep you motivated. If you want a teacher but don't have one close at hand, or if you prefer to study alone, you can buy books written by knowledgeable teachers if you like to read, or buy audio cassettes, CDs, VHS tapes, or DVDs to present biblical lessons. I personally like this method because I listen better than I read, especially audio lessons while driving. Another more specific suggestion I can make is offered by Jeff Cavins in his Bible study kit. He suggests that everyone likes a good story, so we should first read the books that form that the story of salvation history, and then we can go back and read the other Bible books to fill in the gaps because we will then better understand the context to which they are historically relevant. He, his suggested order is Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Joshua, Judges, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, Ezra, Nehemiah, the four Gospels, Acts, and Revelation. This way one can feel more comfortable because while one might read Genesis and Exodus, if they go straight through, they might give up when they hit Leviticus or Deuteronomy. Uh, that's interesting. I, I, I think that's really that last thing that he said is really a good suggestion. Uh, of course, it's always good to find a good teacher. And if you're having trouble understanding anything, it's a, a very commendable thing to, to ask for help. And I would I would recommend you do that about any Bible subject you're studying. If you have trouble understanding it, ask somebody that 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 you regard as a good student and say, I'm having some trouble with this. Could you help me? And typically those people will be thrilled at the opportunity to sit down and study with you. With the caution, though, there are false teachers and there will be people who sure. want to lead you astray. Sure. Yeah. So you've got to check what they're teaching with what the Bible teaches, but maybe they can spark a thought. And get you headed in the right direction. And I like, I very much like, and this I was re- re- mentioning this earlier, but I very much like this idea of learning the chronology of the Bible. And, and go back there. And I, the books he mentions are good that will tell you the history of the story of the Old Testament leading up to the history of the New Testament. And if you can get that all in your mind as to how it flows, if you can get a good Bible timeline and see how all the all the stories fit together in that timeline, that's a really valuable thing. I have done that. I remember a number of years ago I was uh, doing some teaching in Russia, and we had some young Christians there. They were college-age students that we had converted in Moscow, and we we took over a Bible timeline and, and had them help us translate it into Russian. And they it was just like light a light bulb went on in their minds. They could see it when it was spelled out in a timeline. It was really a, a very encouraging study. And it, it really showed me that people, and of course, they were people who were coming from no Bible knowledge at all. They didn't know these stories. They didn't know who Abraham was. They had no concept of Moses and the law. And to see how those things and the prophets 
where they all fit together in that story. It really was helpful to them, and it was very encouraging to see them learn it in that fashion. So I would I would say to people today, if you're having trouble studying the Old Testament and it's not making sense to you, go back, start over, and pay close attention to the chronological events of the Old Testament, the, his, the history of it as it spells out. And then you can come back and attack some of the more difficult passages like uh, some of the prophets and so forth uh, as you've got that down. Um also, I think some other things that we might encourage people to do, and I, I see we're just about to run out of time. Again, even after the program is over tonight, we hope you'll send us feedback about how this worked for you. We, we've got some bugs to work out, but but we hope that it's helpful. Something that if you think it should be continued or discontinued, let us know. We want your feedback on the video and audio virtual Bible study tonight. But uh, something else that I would encourage people to do with the Old Testament is spend some special time uh, in the Psalms. Uh, this, there's, of course, that's the longest book in the Bible. But I think in reading the Psalms, you learn some good lessons on how to offer praise to God. The Psalms are just full of that, and that's something that we need to be doing. Uh, we need, to, especially in our prayers, to spend time praising and showing our adoration for God. And you can. Uh, that's not something that you that you maybe comes easily to a lot of people. And you can learn how to do that by reading the Psalms. I think that's helpful. The Proverbs, the the book of Proverbs is just full of all kind of practical wisdom in re, in relationship to to uh, how we should serve God and so forth. Um, so I, I would spend special time in those books as well. Well, and the other interesting thing about the book of Psalms is you get to see inside the the mind of some of these biblical characters dad that you read about you actually can see what david is thinking about in certain situations where he's uh going through difficult times and helps us to understand how people in those times dealt with it how they thought about god and and uh, we can imitate some of that in our lives as well very good we got got an email we're just just uh, up against the end of the program but uh brad in athens alabama writes one thing that helped me tremendously in understanding the Old Testament is Bob Waldron's 17 periods of Bible history, creation, the flood, Babel, the patriarchs, the Exodus, and so on. Just understanding where all the books fit into history, as I'm now, as I'm listening now, someone just suggested a timeline, makes a huge difference. Another suggestion, yes, there are some difficult passages, but if you will take time to read the less difficult passages first, it will give you confidence to tackle the tougher passages, and you'll have more Bible knowledge to work with as a backdrop for understanding Ezekiel, for instance. And he goes on to say the video looks and sounds great in Alabama. All right. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate your input tonight. And we are out of time for the program tonight. We do appreciate everyone who commented that. And we would like your feedback if you haven't told us what you think about the video. You want it to go away. You want it to stay. Let us know. We can change anything about it. Let us know that as well. We can't change our faces, but we can change yeah. other things about it. Maybe we had prettier hosts on the virtual Bible study. That might help. But that's that. we can't do much about that. All right. We appreciate everybody for listening and participating. I think we had a good study tonight, an important study about the Old Testament. I hope that helps. By the way, uh, to our listener, uh, Paul, in the U.K., uh, I hope you get to listen to this. He usually listens in the archive. Because, I hope Paul's asleep right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like the, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning over there. Uh, but as you listen to this, Paul, I hope it helps. I hope it helps lots who might listen and learn something about how we can use the Old Testament. All right. We do appreciate you for joining us on the program tonight. Thank you for your time, Dad. We hope you'll be back next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. 
Thanks for listening to the virtual Bible study brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.